NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. I'm Double G, and this is BSPN News for Thursday, May 11th, 2023. As we mentioned on the death lineup, Brian and I are kind of out of town this week. Brian is already out of town. I will join him on Friday as my youngest, his little brother, graduates from University of Arizona this week. So our schedule for recording the death lineup is kind of screwed up. So instead, I decided to record a BSPN News. And I haven't recorded one of these in in a little while. So hopefully I am not rusty doing solo podcasting here. So the main story is that the Warriors won Game 5 at the Chase Center in the Western Conference semifinals against the Los Angeles Lakers to bring it within 3-2. Uh, in favor of the Lakers, there's two more ga- or one more game at least in this series on Friday in LA. The Warriors hope there will be another game, which would be Sunday on uh, at Chase Center. So this game, it was uh, the Warriors were in control uh, for the majority of the game. I would say mid to late second quarter on. Uh, there were a couple of moments where the Lakers got within. 10 points. Uh, Warriors led by 11 at the half. Uh, I think it was 11 as well at the end of the third quarter. I think they won overall by 15. But the big news uh, for uh, the whole series is Anthony Davis took a shot to the face by Kavon Looney. It was an errant shot. It was, there was no intent. They were They were both not even really paying attention to each other. If you're an MMA fan, it would be a close cousin to a spinning back fist, which is how Looney hit Davis. It looked like he caught him either with the wrist or the forearm, but the way that he did it, they, were, they he kind of spun a little bit and then just reached out to, to start his box out, and it caught Davis as he was kind of late coming into the play. And he looked very woozy immediately. He uh, walked, he was down on the play, and the Warriors went down uh, five on four, and uh, Gary Payton just went right at LeBron and scored a layup. And he could not, uh, it didn't seem like he could get any sort of function going on, blinking his eyes, not, you know, not walking well, goes to the bench. And you could just see him just kind of wince, and he can he kept uh, putting his head in his hands. And uh, Chris Haynes reported that they wheeled him back to the locker room, and then it sounds like doctors took a look at him. Darvin Ham, after the game was over, said that he looked good, but then it was also reported that they kept the wheelchair for his mode of transportation, which doesn't sound good to me. 
obviously the hope is that he's okay. Nobody wants to see this series uh, decided by injury, uh, though, you know, it was always part of the equation with both teams because they're a little bit older in, in age with their star players and Davis uh, and LeBron missed a lot of the, the season and, and so did Steph. Steph and, and Wiggins missed a lot of games. Wiggins though wasn't injury related. Uh, so you hope AD is healthy so that these teams can go uh, combat against each other with their top guys. For uh, LeBron also tweaked his ankle. I think he missed a layup and he stepped on Looney's foot. Um, he, he, he may have made the shot. I don't remember. But he was kind of walking gingerly, and he's had the foot issue for uh, the second half of this season. Uh, and it's the wear and tear of the playoffs. That's why this best of seven is uh, is so brutal when when you get late in the series as Warriors played seven with Sacramento, Lakers played six with Memphis. They're both grinding types of series, and now they're faced off against each other in another long one. For the Warriors, uh, Draymond Green, super aggressive in his play tonight or last night. Uh, Jordan Poole, he was kind of the the question mark for this game because of how poorly he played on uh, Monday night. And he was not great. He did not shoot great. He's still having big-time trouble shooting from the outside. But he wasn't a minus uh, actually, maybe he was a minus one, but some of that was he he played uh, the the last two and a half minutes when when both teams took out their starters. He looked more comfortable than he has of late. I sensed that they were trying to get him to certain spots. He that he he of course did his own sort of heat checky kind of stuff that was was not great, but. He played okay. Like you get, you'd give him like a, a B minus. Whereas for most of this series, he's been like a D or an F. So that was good because they need him. They really need him to play well. And if he can actually get it going, they may put him in instead of GS uh, GP uh, two. That's the that's the lineup that they close with with GP Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, and Steph. And GP was the best on the plus minus for the Warriors. Oh, for the for both teams. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry last night talked to the Inside the NBA guys and said aggressive wigs is what they want and he's kind of it, it, it's been inconsistent and he said last night's game was what they want out of him. Aggressive with the shot scoring uh, he's he's such a great leaper, especially when he gets to that jump spot and then to leap back up off of the two feet so high and so fast. He just beats guys w- with that move. So Wiggs was great. Uh, Clay's still struggling. He had a he had another rough shooting night. Steph had a rough shooting night as well. Steph was three of eleven from three. Clay was two of six from three. So he wasn't taking, you know, wild shots trying to heat check himself into uh, being hot. Uh, he also had six rebounds. So he's, you know, he was, con- he, he, because when they play that small lineup with Dre and uh, Wiggins, it, they do depend on Clay to get more rebounds. So he did do that. 
Uh, but just, you know, he was he was a plus in his minutes. The Warriors played well, but he's not having the type of game that uh, he, obviously, that he expects. And, you know, there is game six. He, he does have the name game six clay. We'll see if there's anything to that. But I think he does, uh, he, he does need to have a big game here for the Warriors to win uh, either of one of the next two games. And, and Steph, he did finish... Uh, 27 points a little inefficient for him he took 24 shots he was 12 24 just 3 of 11 from 3 like I said uh, 8 assists so he was still killing in the uh, in the pick and roll I will let the diagnosis of the what's going on with the Lakers for the, the Lakers fans and the, and the Lakers podcasters but uh, it's kind of weird to me that they play Vanderbilt Basically, they start him and they play him five minutes and then he comes out of the game but does not come back in. Kind of wonder if they would switch that to maybe playing Rui a little bit or maybe even Lonnie Walker a little bit more than they currently are because those guys are getting buckets for them. Uh, so game, game six is Friday evening. And I think we're, that's actually the time of the graduation. So maybe pulling out the iPhone and the old Hulu app there for a little bit. All right, so on the other side of things is the San Francisco Giants. They lost 11-6 to to the Washington Nationals. If you heard Thompson to Clark uh, on Tuesday night, uh, Brad and I were talking about Sean Manea and Ross Stripling and how long the Giants could have patience with these guys because they are not competitive. The Giants are not playing competitive baseball when these guys are on the mound. And you have this number one ace prospect uh, in the minors currently pitching in Sacramento. And it seems like Farhan is is kind of chomping at the bit to bring him up. He even made a comment in one of the articles that I read that, you know, he, he can learn some things up uh, at uh, in the big leagues. He doesn't have to be this, like, fully finished product for them in his eyes because he's got so much talent that he'll be able to figure some things out so how long can you hang with Manea and Stripling just being terrible and there's no real other way to say it other than they're just really really terrible I know Giants made an error so Manea only gave up four earned runs but he still gave up eight runs and didn't even finish the third inning uh, the bullpen only gave up three runs the rest of the way, and the Giants did score six runs, five of them after Manea came out. It's not fun watching he or Stripling pitch at this point, and you kind of got to wonder what's going to happen. And Brad and I were trying to figure this out is when Wood comes back, Alex Wood, you know, you can't continue to have like these three long relievers because you're only really going to need you only really need two out of those guys two out of the three so somebody's gonna you know someone someone like Tristan Beckman like Brad said may may get sent back down uh, or someone's gonna get a phantom injury and then and then what happens if you know let's say in a couple months they want to bring up Kyle Harrison who do you what do you do then you know these guys are on these one these two year actually I'm not I don't know if Stripling is on the same contract but I believe Manet is on a one year contract with a one year uh, opt in by him 
And if he pitches, continues to pitch this terribly, he's opting into that contract next year. So no ifs, ands, or, or buts about it. So they have some decisions to make. And I, I imagine Farhan Azadi had some plan A and plan B and plan C and plan D about what he was going to do with this situation. You know, maybe there's a trade out there for for these guys. Who, who knows about that? But uh, the Giants uh, head to Arizona. And uh, they will play uh, Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend. So I will be in Arizona this weekend, not quite in Phoenix, but I looked at all the possible times and really no chance to go watch the Giants and the Diamondbacks like we did last year. So unfortunately, uh, won't happen, but Giants uh, kick off a four-gamer uh, starting later today when you are listening to this. No real 49ers news. Uh, Rod and I are going to be back with uh, the podcast, uh, the We Want Winners podcast. At some point, we're going to try and do it Sunday night. Uh, I, I'm getting back into town Sunday night, so we'll have to figure that out to see if we can do it. And uh, and that is it for this episode of BSPN News. I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. This is Andy Herman from the Packaday Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. That's wefunder.com slash bluewire. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.